Welcome back to today's episode of Deeper Life. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe the Holy Spirit is being poured out upon us today like never before so that he can draw us to the depths of our heavenly father. My dear brother and sister, there is a place by God which is a place of revelation which is a place of the voice of God which is a place where the spiritual will overrule everything in the natural these are days when God is drawing us to that place you know Peter writes that judgment begins in the house of God first Now he wrote about such a time as this when judgment will come you know sometimes we are not we're naive sometimes we are we're not even thinking that way you know we don't want to think of god's judgment we're only thinking of god's judgment after after we are out of this world but sometimes we forget that You know God he comes because he wants to shake things up. Sometimes God comes because he wants to bring change. Sometimes God comes because he wants to expose hidden things to purify the church. One of the things that we all need to know as God's children is The church belongs to him the body of Christ belongs to him He said I will build my church God knows what stones to use what material to use to build his house because it is his house And if you and I need to be used by God if God wants to if if you want God to use you then you need to be that kind of a material not compromised you know there is a particular quality even for an earthly building there are quality standards how much more my friend for an eternal kingdom that is why we need god to come through in our lives that is why we need god to heal us that's why we need god to to deliver us that's why we need god to come through in our lives because only when his mighty hand comes upon us cleansing will come deliverance will come healing will come restoration will come we cannot be restored other than an encounter with god there is no other way but jesus there is no other way to the father but by jesus we need to come before him we need his blood to come upon us we need his spirit to prompt us to stir us we need him to open our eyes so that we can see 
The Bible says judgment will come upon the house of God first. 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 It will begin with us first, the Bible says. The first people that will be affected by God's mighty hand upon the earth will be the church. Will be his own children. That's why these are days that God is drawing us unto himself. That is why these are days we need to be men and women that will walk with him. Our flesh, our mind, our will, our emotions, they're already always contradictory to God. Galatians 5.17, Paul writes that there is a, you know, he writes that the, the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. You see, the conflict is, is deep inside where God's spirit, you know, is fighting against the flesh. Our mind, our will, our emotions, our feelings. Our feelings. Our emotions. Our will, our choices. And our mind, the way we think. There is always a fight. That our flesh, you know, wants to come against what the Spirit of God is speaking to us. Wants us to think in another way. Wants us to act in another way. Wants us to react in another way. But then God the Holy Spirit. Working in us. He is in us. Our spirit and His spirit. The Bible says in um, 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 17. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So you see there is, you know, our spirit. Our spirit man, quickened by the Spirit of God, is always to follow after God. The Spirit of God constantly quickens us so that we are, we are alive, we are sharp, we are, um, our senses are sharp to hear what God wants to say to us. What God wants to say to us. We saw earlier in Colossians chapter 3 where, um, you know, Paul writing to the church at Colossae, he says, you are dead for you died, verse 3, chapter 3 and verse 3, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So he says to us firstly that, you know, we are dead to the flesh. He talks to us, we are dead to the flesh and And all of us know that without being dead to the flesh, we cannot walk in the ways of God. If you turn with me to uh, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And then, you know, here Paul, um, he writes something powerful. He says, um, verse 8, So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. He says, anything 
that we think with our own human experience, knowledge, and, uh, you know, in, in, in a worldly way, any way of thinking in a worldly way will displease God, he says. Any kind of a choice that we take that is not of the Spirit of God will displease God. Are you there? He, he's, he's talking about something very powerful. I believe, you know, God is bringing the church, is restoring the church today to what it was in the book of Acts. A church that was in power. A church that was in glory. A church that was totally, totally, you know, led by the Holy Spirit. That longed after the things of the Spirit of God. The Bible says, in the early church, the Bible says, you know, um, that in Hebrews 11 we read, they love not their lives unto death. What was the power of the early church was, they, they, they did not love their lives to do whatever they wanted to, to do. They did not they, 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 they just gave themselves even to death because they wanted to serve God. And sometimes, you know, we in the, under the new uh, covenant, sometimes we get this feeling that, uh, that there is no suffering for a Christian. That's not true. The church will go through persecution. In the last days, there will be persecution. Uh, Jesus suffered. His disciples, after the cross, after they were, uh, you know, after they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they walked through many challenges. Paul walked through challenges. There will be challenges, but it's not about the challenge. It is about who we are as a child of God. Um, sometimes, you know. Um, we can't face problems, we can't handle problems because uh, we somehow feel that problems only come from the devil, uh, you know, or, or problems is because God is not there. Or, no, no, no. As long as we are in the world, the world, you know, I'm going to show you something very powerful. The world has a system and that system is trying to drive, is trying to come in. And the only way it can come into our lives is through our flesh. The, the worldly system cannot come into our life by the Spirit of God. Can you understand? It can only, it, the worldly system can only motivate your, your, your flesh to do what is contrary to the things of God. So, you know, Paul writing here, you know, he says, um, you know, he says, uh, uh, you know, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And then he goes on to say, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. He says, you need to understand that you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if the Holy Spirit is in you. We need to, we need to come to that point in our walk with God, where 
we are led by his spirit we are prompted by his spirit we are we are guided by his spirit we are walking after how the holy spirit is leading us because of who the spirit of god is in and then he goes on to say and if christ is in you the body is dead because of sin but the spirit is life because of righteousness he says you know your body becomes dead because of sin you know you 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 know he says the spirit of god keeps you alive in christ so that your flesh is crucified you remember paul writes in galatians 2:20 i am crucified with christ it is no longer i who live he says you, you see the man of god who is who's writing the scripture he says i no longer live it's no longer i who live but christ who liveth in me the life i now live i live by faith in the son of god my life the 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 way i live my life the way i take decisions the way i i do things the way i walk into the things uh, ahead of my life is because of faith is because of christ it's because my eyes are focused on him how many times we allow feelings and emotions and and the challenges you know uh, around us to to define us somewhere down the line we need to come to that place where you know he he goes on to write uh, you know it's so beautiful he says but if the spirit of him who raised jesus from the dead dwells in you he who raised christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through his spirit who dwells in you he's telling he will give you life to your mortal your earthly body he will give life to your daily life he will give life to your daily way of thinking he'll give life to you, to, to your daily way of living life to your mortal body how through his spirit who dwells in you are you able to see you come to that place in god where his spirit takes over your every day your activity your decision your life your your whole momentum and you see when you come to that place that's the road that's the place that will take you to eternity that's the the spirit of god is the only one who can take you through this life into eternity into eternity colossians let me just just read this one more time uh, continue to read that and then you know he says when christ who is your life appears then you will also appear with him in glory then in verse 5 he says therefore therefore because you know that your life is hidden with christ that because you know that one day when christ is revealed you will be revealed along with him in glory then he says therefore he says put to death your members which are on the earth he's talking about our daily life your your faculties your ability to think your ability to do things your ability to be who you are he says put to death you know uh, the members uh, your members which are on the earth and then he says fornication uncleanness passion evil desire covetousness which is idolatry 
Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. What is he saying? He says, therefore put to death. What should you put to death? Fornication. Uncleanness. Not, you know, anything that is impure. And then he says, uh, passion. Ungodly passion. That which is, you know, passion is something that needs to be uh, stirred by the spirit towards the things of God. Towards the will of God. Towards the purpose of God for your life. But he says that any other passion needs to die. This This passion, this urge, this urge in you to do something. Paul says it needs to die. Urge in you to do something that is not of God. And then he says, he goes on to say, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. And he says, because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. He says, what will activate the anger of God? He's writing about it here. What will activate judgment? What will activate, you know, the the, the dissatisfaction of God over us is... If these things do not die. You know, sometimes we don't deal with things, even with our own lives. Because we somehow feel, you know, if I just keep walking in faith, it will disappear. No. Sometimes we need to sit with God and deal with some issues in our life. If we don't deal with it, they will grow. What you, what you have not dealt with, with grow, will grow along with your spiritual life. That's why sometimes you, fee, you see, uh, you know, in general we see that, um, you know, we have this great glorious life uh, with God. But our re- reaction to our spouse, sometimes we snap. It's so ungodly. You snap or you, you say a... a, a uh, an angry word, or sometimes you say, uh, you know, there's no kind of gentleness. You know, there's no gentleness in what we do. Sometimes we are hard, we are harsh in our reaction with other people, and it doesn't bother us. Because somehow we come to this place in our life where we think, oh, if I'm right, very, you know, rare, if I'm speaking in tongues and praying in the Holy Spirit and I'm, I'm running in this, in this direction, then it's no problem. No, no it's not. It's, it is a problem. Because, because these are the things that will bring judgment upon our lives. That will bring the wrath of God. That's what Paul is writing. Put to death, he says. Deal with those things, he says. Because otherwise they are growing with you. Sometimes you're married 20 years, 25 years, 30 years. And the, that's still, you know, that anger. It's always been there in the marriage for many, many years. That has broken communication between a husband and wife. That breaks one of the, let me tell you something, one of the things that will first break when ungodly things are there is communication. Communication with God and communication with one another. And these are days God is, God is, you know, trying to tell us Cut it down. You know, Paul is saying, you know, 
put to death. And then, you know, here, in, it's so beautiful. In Romans, he writes about it. In Romans chapter 8, you know, um, he goes on to write later. If you live, verse 13, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of your body, you will live. So he's saying, if you allow the flesh, it will one day put you to death. But if by his spirit, meaning you allow the Holy Spirit to come in, you allow the Holy Spirit to kill those things in your life, those things that are really not of God, then he says you will live. And then he, you know, you know, Paul in, in, in Galatians 2.25 says, Therefore, he says, I am crucified. You know, if you, re if you remember Jesus, when he spoke in, in Luke chapter 9 and verse 23, he said, if any man desires to follow me, wills, makes a deliberate choice to follow me. See, one thing in the things of God is decision making. Um, God will never interfere. God gives us a free choice. It is our choice if we want to walk with God. It's our choice um, if we want to live in a particular way with God. It's our choice. Sometimes, you know, we can have this little bit of hardness in our heart that even as a believer, even as a child of God, sometimes, you know, we can, we can have some places in our life where we do not want God to deal with. And sometimes those are areas where we have been hurt and we don't want... We don't want God to come and deal with those areas. Sometimes in our walk with God, we have believed something, uh, you know, and you know, then you come to a place of maturity where you understand that what you have believed is not the, the full truth. It's a partial truth. But we don't want to deal with it because we somehow feel we lose our identity. No, our identity is not on what we believe. Our identity is Jesus. He is our identity. Our identity is walking with him. Our identity is who he is in us. Our identity is how he reveals himself in us. He is our identity. Jesus says, if any man wills, desires, makes a deliberate choice to follow me, then he said, let him deny himself. That word denial means to forsake. To let go, to, to lose sight of, to change ownership. You see? He says, let him deny himself. There needs to come a point in our lives where I, this is who I am, needs to die. The, I, you know, this is me. You hold on to this reputation of who you are. It needs to die. Our reputation needs to become Christ. And we need to be in a place with him where we are soft and tender in his hands so that he can constantly work in us as a potter with a clay. Constantly work in us as a potter with clay. We need to be soft. We need to, we, we need to be detached to everything so that we can we can't be we can't be running around this potter's wheel with things in our life there can't be other things that are rotating along with us we need to let it go we need to let it go 
Jesus said, let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily. Meaning, you know, you need to realize you are, you have died. You have died. You re must realize that you are, you know, in Colossians 3, Paul says, you have died, he says to the church. We need to realize we are on the cross. Paul writes about it, right? And follow me, Jesus said. Paul writes about it. Galatians 2.20, he says, if I'm crucified with Christ, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who liveth in me. And, and you know, I just want to finish with this verse in Galatians chapter 6, where Paul writes about it so beautifully, you know, in 6 and uh, um, and in verse um, 14. You know, we are, uh, we, are, we are thinking so much about the cross. Look at, look at how he, he writes. He writes in verse 14, But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. He says, I don't want to boast about anything but the cross. And because of the cross, because of Christ, the world is dead to me and I am dead to the world, he writes. That's what he's, he's, that's what he's actually talking. He says, the world is dead to me. There's nothing in the world that excites me anymore. It's God who excites me. There's, there's nothing, uh, you know, that, that the world can offer me that will excite me more than God. Because it's dead, he says. The world is crucified to me and I'm crucified to the world. And he says, I am dead to the world, he says. He says, the world, you know, you know I, it has no part in me, he says. And look at that word, that word the world means the system of practices and standards associated with secular society that is without reference to any demands or requirements of God. What is this world? The world is the system of practices and standards associated with secular society. Secular society around me has its own way of living, has its own way of judgment, has its own way of speaking about life, has its own way of saying what is the best life you can have, how you can have. You can live like this, you can do this, you can be this. Nobody needs to tell anything. You can, you can, you can do whatever you want. Do what you want. That's secular society. That's the world that speaks to you. And that's the world, Paul says, is dead to me, he says. Why is the church becoming liberal? Because the world is liberal. Why is the lifestyle inside the church changing? Because it's changing outside in the world. And my friend, if, if we are not led by the Spirit of God, sooner or later we will look like the world. Sometimes it's scary. Our language, uh, you know, looks very similar to the language of the world. That is why today God wants to stir you and me. Stir us so that this secular society 
and its requirements and its ways and its style of living will not penetrate the godly, the godliness and the purity that comes from heaven that has been come up, that has come upon our lives by the Holy Spirit to take us to be with him one day to heaven. So tonight, would you tell the Lord, Lord, I want to be what you want me to be. Lord, I want to be, you know, you know, um, David said, he that dwelleth in the secret place, Psalm 91, one of the most high God shall abide under the shadow of the almighty God. There is a secret place for your life with God, my friend. Don't lose it for anything. Don't, don't compromise it for anything. Don't, don't allow some worldly thing to come into that secret place. Because your life is precious. Your decisions have consequences. We can't, we can't make a worldly decision and see a godly consequence. We can't. If you're a prophet, live like a prophet. If God has called you to be a prophet, live like a prophet. If God has called you to be a, 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 an apostle, if God has called you to be a pastor, if God has called you to be a leader, if God has called you to be a servant, if God has called you to be a teacher, be like a teacher. Sometimes we fail to forget We fail to remember that we are only a mouthpiece of God. We stand where we are because we are only a mouthpiece. Sometimes we fail to remember that we are in the ministry because, because God wants to do something for people and it's not about us. What kind of a vessel can God use? Isn't it a vessel that has yielded itself into his hands? Tonight, would you say to God, Lord, I want to yield myself to you, Lord. You say to him, I want to walk with you. I want your glory to fill me. I want to be a man after your heart, a woman after your heart. And if there are things that are growing along with your spiritual life that are not of God, put it away. Shamelessly put it away. And while I say that to you, I'm talking to myself. I'm not talking to as though I am perfect. But I'm talking to you what God has been talking to me. I'm sharing with you what has been burning in my heart. I believe he's coming for a glorious church. A church that is with the Holy Ghost. So that when the Holy Spirit speaks, we will hear. We'll know what Jesus is saying. We'll know exactly when he's coming. We'll, the Spirit of God will, will, will keep our hearts in a place where we can hear the door knock. When Jesus knocks the door, we'll know. Spirit of God will, will stir our hearts so that our oil will be full. We'll tell you all the time, keep your oil, keep your tank full, keep your tank full. 
Keep it full. He's coming. Keep it full. Your flesh will tell you, no, no, no. He's been saying he's coming for 2,000 years. He's not going to come. Just, just enjoy yourself. Just be yourself. That's the danger. Father, tonight we come before your throne of grace. We don't stand because before you because we are righteous, but because we want to be righteous. We don't stand before you because we have arrived. We stand before you because we want to be with you, because we want to change. And tonight, Lord, thank you that you are reminding us of a lifestyle change, not just, not just experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit and the, and, and, and the wonderful things that come from you, but also be willing to, 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 um, willing to fit into what you have for us. Sometimes we want you to fit into our lives. No, no. No, Lord. We want to fit into your ways. We want to fit into your plan for our lives. We want to fit into why your hand came upon us. That very reason for which your hand came upon us. We want to fit into that so that we can be what you want us to be. Pray for all my brothers and sisters tonight. You would encourage them, build them, strengthen them. Give them the grace to overcome every challenge, mountain that they face. And teach us in these days, Lord, as God's children, to learn to put to death our flesh and to walk with you. Thank you for dying on the cross for our sins 2,000 years ago. Thank you for shedding your blood for us. Thank you for coming into our hearts and becoming our Lord and our Savior. We are so grateful to you, Lord. Keep us simple. Keep us humble. Take away things in our lives that are not of you. And as Paul writes, help us, Lord, to die to the world and let the world die to us. Let your grace cover each one of us tonight. Let your mighty anointing fill my dear brothers and sisters tonight. Mighty, mighty anointing of the Holy Ghost. May we have an encounter with you. Dreams, visions, moments with you. Defining moments with you, Lord. Speak a blessing over each one tonight. Those who have a sickness in their body, we pray will be healed in Jesus' name. Those who have, need a, an answer from you, those who need a miracle, Father, we pray tonight that miracles will happen in our lives because we trust you. Give ourselves into your hands. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen. Thank you for joining us in Deeper Life and uh, looking forward to seeing you again next week. God bless you. This broadcast is from Transforming Nations for Jesus. 
If you would like to get in touch with us, please write to us at transformingnationsforjesus at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us. Be blessed.